0: Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning into the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for the show today are Coaster Bro and Chef Jeff. In today's episode, the Cuzzies carry on to Chef Jeff's Bucket List Park bush gardens williamsburg in search of credits grub and glory so stay tuned and listen to the cousins in your ear yo this really what is up? your
1: bush gardens williamsburg really is your bucket list park huh
0: yeah us i don't like I, you know, there's like uh, Boulder Dash should probably be the number one coaster I've never hit that I want to in the U.S. But Same. if uh, if it was the entirety of a park, we gotta head to Williamsburg first.
1: Well, that's what's up, man. Well, that's a that's a good uh, kind of whets my appetite for the rest of the show. Yeah. Know what else Canada? whets my appetite.
0: What forging, forging cookies? Oh yeah, uh, I had a little. Panda Express for the show, and uh, wanted to we got to open it. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, Let me let me share my my fortune with y'all. Hold on, real quick. So this is. Oh. I just oh, a bit. It. Oh, All right, great. and it's out. Hang on one sec. All right, let's see if this fortune says.
1: This is um, and we are adding embed at the end for all of our listeners, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, embed. That's that's the game with uh, fortunes. If you don't say in bed at the end of your fortune, like, it's not your fortune, yeah. right? Uh, all right. Your reward is the walk, not the destination. In bed. Mm, that's actually that is,
1: um, very good advice.
0: Right, and very profound. Yeah, but yeah. in bed only. It only applies in bed.
1: It is about the journey.
0: Getting there yeah. in bed. Perfect. Yeah, we'll walk around in bed
1: excellent well th- thank you for the <laughs> that's a new segment of the show you're gonna have to eat panda express every every time we record now Oof, which is good <laughs> oh shoot man. you been up to anything by the way you, since the last show you gone and done anything
0: panda uh, express. i feel like i did oh i uh, uh i actually while you guys were at silver dollar city um uh, i went to springfield to visit some friends to help celebrate we we i was it was the same day trip there in back so you know I apologize i would have I would have grabbed you guys if there was if we were spreading out more, but uh the bar that my friends and I hit down there uh a whole bunch was celebrating its tenth anniversary, mm. uh so they did like a whole like competition and stuff like the drinking games they called it the bar is called the flea, and they mm. were celebrating their tenth year uh and so they hosted the flea and we had a team of five uh. And there were, you know, like I said, a bunch of, bunch of drinking games like beer pong and stuff uh, that we fought for places and prizes. Uh, and only one of our guys actually placed in his event. And it wasn't me. <laughs> he got first in trivia. So
1: that sounds like it was a good time.
0: It was a blast, uh, except it was so hot that even after five beers, I did not even remotely get a buzz.
1: Oh, no. It's good to sweat out your beer immediately.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's the key, guys, uh, especially to our young listeners. If you want to drink lots of beer and not be impacted, stand outside on a super-fucking-hot day.
1: Or get 50
0: chicken nuggets and eat it beforehand. That also helps, yeah. They had some bomb-ass burgers. I had one right at the start, so that probably didn't help.
1: Yeah. The the nuggets will help you uh, dry
0: vomit, though. That's dry-heave a little bit. Yeah. For yeah. sure. But yeah. Other than that, just been uh, – Living the dream over here. How
1: about you? Oh, like you said, man, I went down to, we used our, my wife and I used our annual pass to get down to Silver Dollar City. And it was our second visit of the year because we went in like the springtime for the pass holder events. Mm-hmm. And this was our first visit, which took me too long to get down here to do this because my wife and I both loved, we love loved the, fr- the family friendly Halloween fall event more so than we do the scary stuff and they have the harvest festival that they um kicked off last weekend
0: and you was, know i'm like super week. excited to hear about this because i lived there for roughly 13 years and only like went during the regular season and mm-hmm. then christmas no in between yeah you kind of fucked up
1: they uh they, yep. they've got a they've got a really good like lineup of events like outside of it like actually like not spoiler alert or anything but after i went to this event i was like do i like this event better than the christmas event because there was some um really awesome stuff going on but um yeah i thought it would just be like mostly how like the pumpkins right so they've got the decorations which are like the jack lanterns that they place throughout And one thing that surprised me is this event was more popular in the day than it was at night. Because I thought, you know, at Silver Dollar City uh, during Christmas time, people are, like, filing in at night, right? Everybody's staying staying in the park for the lights and sticking around. Weirdly, wasn't the case for this. (laughs) Um, But it was a really cool event. So first things first, you get in. We wanted to go check out the decorations during the daytime. Very pretty. Um, But one thing they actually had that, um, I thought it was interesting is they have like this event area. And you know how Grand Exposition is like this dead end? And then you also have Grand Exposition is like where the kitty coaster is and on the flat rides. Yeah. And then you also have the fireman's landing, which is also kind of a dead end. Well, there's like a back road there that they have like a maintenance shed and then um just kind of like concrete and they open that up for this event. So, um they had like a stage there and like they had a dance party going on every hour on the hour is what they advertised. But then like in the middle for like the kids they're doing like limbo competitions and they've got um like little cute jack-o-lanterns to be taking pictures with and like it was just like a really good vibe overall. Like even during the daytime it was like, man, this is actually <laughs> like I'm having a good time here and you know, I don't even have any kids, but right. um one of the main reasons I actually really liked it was they had um, a lot, like a ton of specialty food items and they had a tasting card. I'm trying to look up how much the tasting card is. I want to say it was around $32 without like a, a, um, a discount. Yes, thirty two fifty is the Harvest t- Tasting Passport without a discount. So if you don't have a season pass, that's what you get it for, and it gets you five samples in different of different food types. So like all the restaurants have a specialty food, and they have like a little jack o lantern on the menu, and like if it has a jack lantern on it. You can get it and redeem it for a punch card. So like we went around and like I, we bought one to kind of share. Um, I didn't mention, didn't mention that we got a discount too, because we have the season pass. So we got, we got the low tier season pass, but we got a 10% discount for it. And then, yeah, we went around and got some stuff. They had like skillets on this. They had, um, like waffle cones with like macaroni and sausage in it. Um, different apple ciders. The barbecue joint had like ribs and they had like these pork sandwiches that was like a slider. And, like, the portions, like, I was worried about the portions a little bit, but then I realized, oh, shit, I'm in southern Missouri. These portions are, are like, full-size menu items. Like, especially at the at the barbecue place, like, the ribs are, like, three ribs. And, like, the slider is yeah. actually, like, I wouldn't even call it a slider. It's almost, like, the size of, like, a small hamburger that you would get, like, a cookout or something. And, like, the food Shout was out all cookout. Good. Yeah, <laughs> shout-out to cookouts um but yeah it was all good like i think my favorite i'm trying to think of my favorite i like the ribs a lot they have like a pork sandwich that was really good um they had like specialty skillets and some were hit and miss i can't remember which one i liked the most but it was by time traveler so there's one over by time traveler kind of over by those restaurants that um it was like ham based and there was uh potatoes in it and it was it was fantastic I mean, you they have like five different skillets on a passport. So if you wanted to do it and do five different skillets, you could, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, my favorite dessert, which kind of surprised me because I was like, oh, I feel silly just spending uh, a credit on this or whatever, is they had pumpkin flavored Dippin' Dots and they uh, sprinkle Oreos in it. <laughs> so it was like it was like I was eating a pumpkin Oreo and it was so fucking good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And like the sample size it was like a small um like an actual small size dip and dot you would get at the at a dip and dot stand. so like some of these are like some of these items they kind of range from like five dollars to about eleven or so. so like you could really get your value for money here if you like kind of focused on getting those higher dollar menu items. but we tried to split it between two of us with five. We ended up being like no there's more to taste i'm gonna get a second one um and then we were like fucking stuffed <laughs> yeah after after each of us having our own sample card and uh Thank goodness like, for those trams
0: when you leave the park yeah.
1: well we were so stuffed that it was like oh shit we had to ride rides still because um, uh, we didn't even ri- we didn't yeah. ride a ride until seven we got there because how we how we did is like it was a saturday so it's like and it was kind of hot so like we weren't gonna go there all day so we like Went and we got like Hertz Donuts in the morning, which I know strong opinions that I tend to agree with for you actually. Um, it's kind of overrated, not so good, but the gluten free section was spectacular. Which my wife, gluten free eater, yeah, loved it. So like we'll probably go back for it sometime. But um, but anyway, even as a gluten free eater, by the way, she didn't get sick by any of this shit. So like there is still they don't really label the items that are gluten free. You kind of have to guess. But we guessed correctly, and she felt <laughs> great through the whole, the whole uh, situation here. Awesome. Um, yeah, but anyway, we, we got there probably about 5 o'clock or so. And it wasn't until 7 o'clock until we were like, we went around, we saw everything, we got the food, we, we ate a lot. And then it was like 7 o'clock. So we probably start riding rides sometime soon. Park close to like 10. And so we got on fire in the hole. And that was like the longest wait, and it was only five minutes. This is weird, like we were there on a Saturday, and from seven o'clock on, there was no fucking waits for anything like we got um we got three ride we got three night rides on outlaw run in the front row.
0: How's it running?
1: Oh, good. I mean, we only run the front, but um, I didn't realize how good of a night ride that fucking is
0: oh dude it's it's out in the woods, like that's the That's the recipe for success is night rides on coasters concealed by the woods, which half of the coasters there are. Well, most of the coasters there are. But uh, yeah, I I got to do that once. But like the last couple of times I rode it, um, I know I got a front ride, probably a mid ride and certainly in the back because that's generally my favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's it just it was starting to feel its age the last time I got it.
1: Yeah, I will say so, we only rode in the front because we were kind of afraid to try its age anywhere else. And the line yeah. was so short. We we waited two trains max for the front.
0: That always That's another thing that blows my mind is like it feels like, other than time traveler, it feels like that park is always packed. And then mm-hmm. you get to the actual coasters and they're most of the time walk-ons.
1: Yeah. And um, one thing I did want to point out with that night ride I've never been on a coaster before for a night ride where like you get to the top and you look over the edge and you're like, holy shit. If I didn't know the layout of this, I have no fucking clue what we're about to do. Like into yeah. the abyss situation. Like, Oh my God, you can't see the bottom. You can't see which way the tracks going. You're just going into the dark. And, um, that, I think how I'll run. Like if we're, if we're bringing in the big boys of like, prowler and beast and like some of these best night rides like boulder dash and stuff i think outlaw run needs to be in the conversation because um especially the first half of that ride complete darkness like i, I remember i off the first drop darkness and i couldn't see anything until we were going upside down on that first diversion because there was like a moon glare barely and I can like, oh, i can see where we're at now <laughs>
0: Well, and I, I, I think I would probably put my night ride on Outlaw Run top of the night rides I've had, personally. But I've obviously I'm working with a fraction of what you've got. <laughs> um, however, uh, or not really, however, uh, just to kind of add to paint a picture for anybody who's been not been to Silver Dollar City, uh, the park is like out in a forest, mm-hmm. and Outlaw Run's lift takes you away from the park, and there's no like lights or anything out there. Yeah. so like it is truly like uh, like you said moonlight and pretty much nothing else
1: yeah and they did have a, i don't know if they've added it recently i feel like they might have <laughs> they did kind of have some thematic lighting on outlaw runs lift um interesting which was inter- yeah it was just like kind of white leds up the top of the lift and then like i think some underlight um which by the way the park did a great job uh, one of the most one of the things I found most impressive about this park during this event is they have, like, this uplighting in the forest. So, like, when you're going through these sections with these pumpkins, there's, like, green, purple, and orange lights in the background. And it, like, it really, like, pulls things together. It was, like, like wow. That's this awesome. Is, they really, like, went extra here. And, like, you'd have, like, these big pumpkins, right? And we're talking about the nighttime now. So, like, a big spider is, like, one of the big things. Like, a pumpkin spider. And it's not just that. Like you'll have like webs and then like little baby spiders hanging upside down, and like every thematic element of this, like if you have like a main pumpkin, um, there was like tiny pumpkins around it that like fit with the main theme. Like it was so good. (laughs) I'm just, I was just so impressed by this event. Well, (gasps) our asses need to go next year. Yeah, I'm down. It's good time. Um, and then we also did get a. a night ride on Time Traveler, which also a walk-on on a Saturday. It was crazy. Interesting, Yeah, because um, they were on two trains, and I still don't understand how we got lucky. But it was the first week into this event, so maybe when you're planning, maybe do that. The,
0: the one and only time it took me, like, less than 20 minutes to get on for that, and the visits I've had mm-hmm. were the, the one time, like, we got in at Park Open and ran, like, right over there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like generally it's gonna wait. So yeah. I'm I'm very surprised to hear that, especially for a Saturday.
1: I think what's nice about this event is like it's not as well known as like the Christmas event. So people just don't know about it. They don't travel for it. They should. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. um like I remember my, my wife was buzzing when we left the park. She was like, that was one of the best theme park days I've ever had. Like we had all this great food. We didn't wait for lines anywhere, it wasn't too crowded. Like, there's these cool pumpkins everywhere. It was a great event. Like, to me, when I take that experience of, like, not very crowded park, not very crowded event, and the quality of it, I think I would take that day over, like, a crowded – because most of the days are crowded for that Christmas event. I think I like the the pumpkin event better. But we're going to go back for Christmas, so I'll let you
0: know. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure.
1: Um, also, one other thing I want to bring up before – I mean, I know we're – theme park we got a road trip to go on soon but uh they have this really cool element too where there's going into that event area where the, where the where the dance party is and like the sampling and that sort of thing um off of like fireman's landing there's a walkway there and this year they added they just dangled lights like christmas lights and they set up a contraption where it's just dangling down and at night uh, during the day it doesn't look great but at nighttime when you go through they've got the lights coordinated and like fog and it's not scary. There's nothing scary going on. Um, but like you go through it and like the, like videos of it doesn't do it justice, but it's like, holy shit. I'm like hypnotized. (laughs) That's awesome. Like there's not a scariness about it. It's just pretty. And there's a, it's called the foggy hollow and like everybody's enjoying it. It's, um, God, this park is so good. Like I, I You know, I'm doing on TikTok, I'm ranking my top 75 amusement parks. After this visit, I moved Silver Dollar City up a shitload. Um,
0: I think that's like, I I, you know, I haven't been to Worlds of Fun in a while. Um, But my understanding is there during the day, Halloween stuff isn't quite what it used to be. And I know what, like one of my favorite things, you know, when I worked there uh, was the the house on Boo Hill. Mm, Yeah. And and now it's, I don't know if it still is, but at least the last visit, it was an employee break, which is a big old disappointment.
1: Yeah. And one thing that also disappoints me too, and I'm going to fucking call out Worlds of Fun for this because I'm tired of them. They've, they've done this like, they did it in 2020, which is like acceptable, right? You announce all these events and they get cut. Well, this year they did the same fucking thing where they announced the trick. It's like a trick and treat, tricks or treat type festival. They were gonna kind of do what Silver Dollar City does during the day, and then like they announced it to sell passes this year, and then all of a sudden it's gone. This would have been a hit, and people like Kansas Cityans didn't fucking know about it, and like nobody gives a shit. And I'm like, hello, like this is this is the main reason like I wanted this event. Like I love the family friendly stuff. They're doing the uh the peanuts shit again. Angry. Angry Coaster, bro.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. One day they'll get this shit together. I don't think so. Hopefully it
1: comes back next year. I'll be pissed. Like, I I literally bought my pass this year thinking it was going on. Because they announced it. They didn't announce it wasn't coming.
0: Yeah. So, out of curiosity, uh, circling back to a park that knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> did they have like any like sort of trick-or-treating for the kids or anything like that?
1: Not that I saw.
0: Okay. Uh, it's probably was... still kind of touchy right now for people to just be like handing out candy. And Southern food.
1: Missouri, man. You didn't feel COVID at all.
0: Oh, fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was like no masks or nothing. It was yeah. uh, business as usual in Silver Dollar City. Um, yeah, I don't think they did trick-or-treating, which I'm uh, kind of weird. I think they could have gotten away with that. But it's not its not a Halloween event either. Like, I think it is a... Like, they're trying to fit the theme of 1883, which is when it's set, right? We, we're in the city. We're excited about the harvest. We're going to celebrate the harvest. That's kind of their take on it. And by the way, Good for them for sticking on their theming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hershey Park should not be doing a scary event. What are you doing? You're themed to candy. Candy is not scary. So I just I give an extra shout out to Silver Dollar City, for kind of doing their own thing and doing an awesome Halloween event. And I highly recommend it. If you haven't been, go to it. If you have been, go back. It's a good time. Well, that's another Silver Dollar City job. Let's let's go to the East Coast. We got to keep this road trip going. I can't be going on tangents about pumpkins when people want to hear about bush gardens williamsburg big bucket list park for you one of my favorite parks let's talk about the history
0: yeah uh real quick if it was any other park i'd be like fuck it bring on the pumpkins but like you said i'm excited to talk about this one yes oh yeah so bush gardens williamsburg as part of an investment in development in the Williamsburg area in the early 70s, Anheuser-Busch set to developing a theme park, which opened in 1975 as Bush Gardens, the old country. The central theme of the park ties to different European areas, and the park opened with England, Scotland, France, and Germany, ultimately growing to 10 areas with a bunch of different names I didn't write down. <laughs> uh, Following the purchase of Anheuser-Busch in 2008, the infamous purchase by InBev, uh, the decision to sell off interests that didn't have ties to the core beverage business took hold, and a company by the name of the Blackstone Group was selected in 2009 to acquire and operate 10 of the former Anheuser-Busch Park properties, including Bush Gardens Williamsburg. The name of said operating company changed from bush entertainment corporation to SeaWorld world parks and entertainment that's what's up that's, that's
1: some good up. that's some good ass history a lot of a lot of change of hands a lot of people not happy and bush gardens didn't give out beer samples anymore i remember that
0: like 2009 right. when that, happened. So that year i was going to school in rolla which is probably more uh I I I'll be polite and say Southern than Springfield. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the opinion that uh, their company could be taken by a company outside of the U.S. was you might as well have shit on their grandmother's tombstone or something. They America. were not happy. Oh,
1: I get that. I get that. By the way, uh, Jeff and I are recording with our dogs in the room, so squeaky toys coming at you. And that's all good that. Don't be. Yeah. Hey, we live lies because we, we're podcasters doesn't mean we don't have fucking dogs.
0: It's true. And they're part of the show now forever and always. hell yeah. Now shut the fuck, now shut the fuck up, Shut MC. the fuck up, dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, well we'll <laughs> highlight the attractions, um some great attractions here. I I realize with the the new addition coming to the park in 2023, we are looking at a 10 coaster park here, which when we're talking about big coaster parks, we're starting to swing into that. Uh, one thing I do want to say with SeaWorld these past couple of years, especially out of the pandemic, um, you know, there's been some criticism as far as how they're operating their parks with staffing and like opening rides late or opening um, closing rides early, that sort of thing. But as far as the park portfolio, they keep adding shit that makes me want to go back. And I was thinking about this the other day. They're adding so much so fast coaster-wise that I'm like, should I be sitting out a couple of years until they kind of settle down with adding these new coasters? Because it's project after project after project. Which is good news. Good news for us coaster boys and girls. So, and we'll start with the first one. We got the new 2023 Dark Coaster. Um, one of the biggest things, uh, one of the biggest criticisms out of SeaWorld, especially with the management of this park, was that they took out one of the greatest regional dark rides of all time in dark castle. Um, I did get to ride it. It was great. It was like Spider-Man, but like on a budget, at universal and my God, it was so good. Um, sad to see that go, but been sitting vacant for a couple of years. So it's like, what the hell are you going to put in it and what they are putting in it? I'm actually excited for the, it's called the intimate straddle coaster which we all know is mm. a motorbike. I don't know why we're straddling on this ride. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be inside straddling something. Depends on who you are. but Priestian uh, right. will have
0: the reverse cowgirl coaster.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Indoors. Western theme. <laughs> <laughs> you, ride, you ride it backwards. <laughs> Straddle it, ride it backwards. <laughs> Coming to uh, like, Cedar Point in the western area. It's,
0: it's like... Mr. Freeze is first blast, but sexy.
1: <laughs> way sexier. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're welcome, Cedar Point, for that idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. But uh, I am excited for this coaster because there are some thematic elements. And based off of my ride on Verbolten, which I rank very highly in my countdown, SeaWorld can do some good theming. And this will be a completely themed, immersive ride. Uh, immersive is probably a strong word. You'll be indoors. <laughs> but uh, what's unique about this is you will go through the cycle twice. And literally, before the podcast, I was listening to the Indolute podcast. Took my headphones off, started recording this podcast, and they were talking about this ride. But you're gonna have like two launch scenes, and with projections and theming, you could really, if you change the theme of that that launch and like projections change on the second launch, you're not going to fucking realize that you're riding the same coaster. You're not. So I I'm actually excited to see kind of what they'll do with this. I think it's creative use of the space. Uh, a more creative use of the space would have been keeping, you know, uh dark castle open, but if, I, if I'm, I'm going to pick a second best, I, I think we're, we're on the right track here. Um, so I'm excited to ride this one day. Um, highlighting the other, par- other coasters, we've got the 1997 edition, Alpengeist, and Jeff, if you have any like wet dreams about this ride, if you've read about this in books as a kid or whatever, bring it up. Let's talk about it. But Alpengeist, the 1997 Intamin, not Intamin, <laughs> the B&M Invert. Um, What's well, kind of unique about this, you know, it's themed to alpengeist which is a legendary snow beast in the alps so it matches the theming it is the snow beast what's cool is it is 195 feet tall and there's an 170 foot drop so that's a fucking massive <laughs> uh invert like a m invert it's huge um which you know um i don't know that i love the big ones I don't think in, inverts need to be that big, but it is kind of cool to ride. Right, borderline. It's, I mean,
0: coaster here. I I like it better when they hug close to the ground. Yeah. Um,
1: and I will but, say, that there's some elements of that on this ride, like with the yeah. theming, they put some snow, like close, close, <clears> like <throat> some thematic snow on the ground when you're like doing these hugging helixes and stuff. So That's it does it. do a little bit of both a little bit of way too much floating way up high in the air and then that. But
0: And just to kind of shout, yeah, this is in what I refer to as my Bible, which is uh, a a book that my dad got for Christmas some year when I was a kid and I kind of commandeered it as my own and fell in love with roller coasters. And uh, I think the book was probably published in like 1998 or 99. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was it was big and full of great information and it's in it's in my basement in my box of books right now we haven't really unpacked everything in this house but um yeah it's it's absolutely in there and it's one of my absolute probably for inverts i've never written probably top of the list
1: yeah i mean i'm not gonna say it's a bad invert it's good um some people do they rank it towards like closer to their top um for me it's a little bit I i don't know what i would say like, middle? Yeah, it's mid. Like, the kids say mid. I think it's mid. Not not bad, but not extraordinary. Yeah, but it is beautiful. It's, yeah. um, it looks good in the park. Uh, the next edition to talk about, the 1999 Apollo's Chariot, might also be in your book. This is the first and Hyper ever to be created. And uh, yeah. one thing I like about this, man, it, it is a and m Hyper, but it, it almost feels like there's parts of it that are like, is this like a terrain Hyper? This is... <laughs> You know, it kind of interacts with the lake. Um, the Helix bit is kind of close to the ground and kind of messes with the terrain a little bit. And, like, you know, it's it's the first. It's the first m Hyper. I don't know if it's the best. Um, Coaster Radio listeners might say that uh, Apollo's Chariot sucks. But, you know, I think it's good. I, I think every, every B&M Hyper is good to me. And I think this is no exception. You got the first one proof of concept here. It's a banger, and it's purple. You like purple, yeah? Love
0: purple, Big purple. Guy. I'm obligated. I'm obligated to love purple since my brother went to TCU. That's true.
1: Horned the horny toads.
0: Yeah, yeah. Horned frogs. Oh, I got confused. If he if he listens to this and I didn't correct you, he'll give me all the shit. Yeah, I don't think he would laugh at that joke. He's he's actually going this weekend to. Watch them play Oklahoma. Good. Hope the Horned Toads win. There it is.
1: (laughs) All right. 2007, we saw an addition of a BM dive coaster Griffin, which is another ride that looks good with the park. Uh, Enthusiasts, you know, they they crap on dive coasters for no particular reason at all. Maybe because there's not enough airtime. Maybe because not enough positive forces. Maybe it's because I wasn't, my spine wasn't realigned. And I love that. Look. It's it's a crowd pleaser. It's fun. There's a whole break on the drop. There's a splashdown. It's a good ride, okay? It's smooth. I like Griffin. It's a good one. And,
0: and I'm pretty convinced that when they put the stuff in like this, they aren't making it for the enthusiasts. They're making it for everybody. And obviously a dive, a, a stalled dive is going to be a crowd pleaser.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, I got newsflash for all you enthusiasts, man. It's never about us. Unless you're going to like unless you're going to an enthusiast event, it's not about us. It's about uh, making money. <laughs> Make it, making families happy. And and nobody gets off Griffin and hates it. Like if you do, you're just too much of a coaster enthusiast. You gotta it's an enjoyable ride. It's like getting mm-hmm. off a train and being like, Hey, that train Um, you know, there's no positive forces on that train, so I didn't really like it. Like it is what it is, it's good. You gonna bitch about trains?
0: now i gotta ask like have you ever sat like all the way on the outside of this yeah i mean it's cool how close do you come to that like to the sides of the the bridge underpass
1: That's it looks like it's pretty close it didn't feel very noticeable okay
0: just from pictures it looks like it would be close
1: yeah i mean that tunnel there you got the it's almost like a keyhole element
0: Mm.
1: with that dive but uh, I actually think was this my first? Nah, this wasn't my first B and M dive, but it, it was cool. I think dive coasters are really neat.
0: I've uh, I've never ridden one, at least in this format.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you gotta get on one. I think you'd like them.
0: Because I I mean by by the logic of what a dive coaster is, you could count Monster and and the other Euro fighters and stuff, but that's that's, That's not b m that That's
1: not what we're talking about, yeah. Jeff.
0: You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not trying easy. to start it's a to war correct. or anything.
1: It's like how your brother has to correct the horny toad thing. I got to correct you right now.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I'll <laughs> love it.
1: All right, 2009, we saw the amazing edition. One of the best coasters of all time. Grover's Alpine <laughs> Express. <laughs> the Zaire, I mean, flirting with... Family coaster, flirting with kitty coasters, something in between. It's good. It's fun. It's almost not shameful if it wasn't themed to Grover. Look, it's good. It's basically a drop of helixes, but it's fun. I like it. 2017, a lot of people would argue this is very similar to Grover's. Uh, Invader, the GCI kind of family. <laughs> uh, GCI coaster there. You know what? I'm excited to ride this one day. Because I do like the small GCIs. I like uh, white lightning at Fun Spot. And I understand this is probably a little bit tamer than that. But my sweet spot, like I love family wooden coasters. So I don't, I think I'd love this. I mean, it's not exactly the prettiest ride on campus. um, But it does, it reuses the quasi trains. So um, there's something there. A little bit of history there.
0: See, I'm, I'm not trying to, to talk shit here or anything, but I'm like looking at how they spelled. Like it, they, I don't understand this personally. Like when they drop the E in Invader, so it's just I-N-V-A-D-R. Like, no worse? It, like it almost looks like a, a word that like somebody was typing this up to send it to their boss and then stepped away from their desk and then their cat got on the keyboard <laughs> and then hit send and that's what they went with it just i it doesn't do anything for me i don't know who they're trying to appeal to by spelling incorrectly but whatever
1: by the way i think this was fan voted uh this name horrific yeah even worse yeah (laughs) i can't remember what the other two names were but there's like three names they voted on an
0: invader one Then, then i will counter with a positive looking through pictures i love it when uh the park's train weaves in and out of rides and the train goes underneath the track here. So that's
1: very fair. So it does make the train better.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it does anything for the coaster, but it definitely does something for the train.
1: I got another one. That's absolutely in one of your fucking books. Maybe all of them. This is like a, Oh yeah. If you're writing a book, you're putting this in all of them. Just, just to flex that you're going to say that this is the first interlocking loops on a coaster. (laughs)
0: You this got, is like if you if you had a mount rushmore of roller coaster pictures this is on it
1: yeah it is that's like the iconic like you go down on the bridge and you get the interlocking loop photo and uh yeah and we're talking about Loch Ness Monster the aero coaster and um I love this ride man I do
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna derail us here for a second which is kind of a pun uh, uh here yeah, um kinda. What is your Mount Rushmore of four coaster images? That is we can my we head. Can yeah, yeah.
1: No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do it. Like, it's got to be. Yeah. So I think, I think Loch Ness Monster makes it. I think uh, Corkscrew, Cedar Point. Um, Kumba
0: Corkscrew. What's that? For? That's an excellent one. What's that? That's an excellent one yeah that's that's a good one
1: and like you just walk up to the coaster and it's like hey this is the angle this is the shot what is the last one i want to i want to say expedition everest's drop that's a good one yeah those are my four yeah
0: do you have me it's uh oh excuse me i don't know if you heard that but i just farted uh (laughs) (laughs) reward yeah Sorry, everybody. Uh, we can edit that out, or we can leave it. I don't give a shit. I think we're leaving. Um, it, yeah, I love it. We can we can we can hold a vote in the Discord. Uh... We'll do that. I'm gonna put it up. Okay. Now. All right. So the Loch Ness monster interlocking loops. um Nice. The beast first drop.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Like at the yeah. You talking about like are you at the top, and you're like you're you're on the ride. Yeah
0: yeah that's in my that's in my book um probably there's like a i you will know it as soon as i start talking about it it's like the i think it's the entrance area well it's a monster on nemesis that's like part of their theming with like a loop behind it
1: yeah getting international Um, baby
0: yeah i gotta uh and then uh I can never remember the name of the coaster, but it's also in that book. It's uh, at Nagashima Spa Land. I think uh, it's a... It's not Steel Dragon. I know that, but it's... it's. It I like believe a, it's a looping coaster, and I want to say it's a white track, black supports, or uh, reverse... Did, oh, Yes, I think so.
1: It's That's, uh, um.
0: It's just one I, I come back to in my brain a lot.
1: It's like a... Hypersonic X XLC.
0: It's got the tower. Oh no, 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 no! Hang on, hang on. No, let me. We, go ahead and continue, and I'll I'll come back to this.
1: Lot of Monster is good. I like this ride. I think it's uh unique. The pacing's a little weird on it because they got like two lift hills and and that sort of thing. But it's not too rough. And uh, I like that it goes in like a mountain slash volcano type thing in the helix, and it's it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Classic um uh, and then 2022 we got the big the big dog on campus i don't know why i'm calling this place campus but i'm gonna keep doing it uh pantheon the intimate multi-launch coaster which kind of looks like a diet veloci coaster with no theming but um might have some good elements on it but people aren't really talking it as much as they are you know veloci coaster so um one thing that people are saying about this ride is the launches are actually really cool on it because mid ride it launches you to go up a top hat you don't quite make it you roll back you go up a spike and then you launch through again apparently this is a pretty cool part of the ride and you add in some inversions you add in like a zero g stall the top, the, the top hat and um you got to you got to hit here like i am excited to one day ride this and think that it could i think it should easily be in my top fifty, probably getting the top twenty-five potentially. Um, so I haven't visited this park since I'm trying to think. Um 2016 or so, I think was my last visit. So I'm due. But yeah, man, do you have any thoughts on Pantheon at all?
0: Uh it was my when we did one of our pandemic episodes. Uh, I think when we were talking about new for 2021 or 22 or whatever, yeah, because I think it, it was delayed, that was my the one I was looking forward to the most from yeah. I remember.
1: Looks good, excited to ride then. Uh, 2015, we saw the addition of Tempesto, the premier Skyrocket 2. Not a lot to write home about here. This is a clone, I want to say it's one of the earlier clones. Yeah, you know, people like it, it's good, it's not a bad ride. It's cloned heavily obviously it's like compact and, and cheap and like eye appealing so I get it um, I don't necessarily need to rewrite it ever and then um, I think this is actually my personal favorite at the park and the last of the 10 that we're bringing up here Bolton, the Zaire coaster with the drop track with the indoor bits with the iconic Nod to big bad wolf with that drop, which maybe that should be making our all uh, right Mount Rushmore situation. But uh, so
0: speaking to that real quick, sorry to interrupt. I did find it, and I had the wrong Japanese park. It is Fujiyama at Fujikyu Highland. Right. Um. Oh so yeah, I see it. Right oh, with the mountain in the background. Yeah. Iconic. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think the picture I sent you is the one that I'm thinking of. I'll I'll go down and dig out the book and send it to you, but it's in my brain as one I've like. I think I know what you're
1: saying. Like it's uh,
0: it's almost like a shot of the high turnaround going into the second drop. Mm Hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think it has the mountain. It still has the mountain in the back in that picture. So it's that's. I think that's why it sticks out to me. Is it's just such a pretty picture, and then you have this roller coaster there. That's it, Jeff's kiss,
1: Jeff's chef jeff's keys (laughs)
0: thank you love it
1: um so i do want to bring up defunct coasters too because this is one of the parks that uh, i think at king's dominion we said hey this is one of the best defunct coaster parks you can almost look at this and say hey this is one of the best defunct coaster parks I, i don't know if like people in virginia just like are really fucking aggressive about the the coasters of their past or what it is but um you've got The 1984 edition Big Bad Wolf, which closed in 2009 to make way for Ver Bolton. I did not get to ride Big Bad Wolf, but people said it was one of the best aero suspended coasters, and I would believe it. I think uh, when you catch a good aero suspended coaster, I think that is a big deal. So I do wish I did get to ride this, Um, but I also don't think I would enjoy Ver Bolton as much if I knew it replaced Big Bad Wolf and I knew how good it was. (laughs) Right. And then another, this one's almost like, it almost has like an urban legend to it, uh, but the 1992 edition, Drakken Fire, which operated from 92 to 98, very short um, lifespan there. I mean, you're looking at what, six years? I'm bad at math. I think six. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it must have been like, so I'm glad that we're talking about these because back when uh, I was real into playing No Limits, the first version, Mm-hmm. this was one of the preloaded coasters wow so obviously it had an impact on somebody and it looks like it was a good ride um i was actually gonna i've never really dove into why it was closed so i don't know if you know why the why or that uh, is a very short lifespan
1: you gotta think i think it has something to do with maybe roughness maybe it'll tear itself up a little bit um but like one of the most unique functions about this was like uh, i had that corkscrew off the first drop which is now kind of a nod of the uh, steel curtain kind of does that which is mm. you gotta think somebody was like hey let's hey if we're gonna go for the inversion record let's drag and fire this bitch <laughs> you know what i mean right so um On, yeah
0: i mean it looks like one i would have enjoyed but you know like you said roughness i don't know wh- who would think that an air looper could be rough but
1: no i don't get it i don't understand why that would happen but yeah, those are the fun coasters for you Virginia Coaster Boys out there. Congratulations. You, uh, you know, can celebrate your tears. Now, uh, this park also does have a few other attractions. You've got the Escape from Pompeii, which I haven't ridden and I kind of regret because it looks like it's actually like a very well-themed uh, splash boats-style attraction. World of Fun people would call it like the monsoon with uh like it's got like a you go up the lift and then you go in through this thematic it's almost a dark ride and then you end with a splash boat drop down so that's that's actually pretty cool i don't like getting wet at parks but next time i go i'm definitely going to ride escape from pompeii um also other unique rides you've got the Rhine River cruise which you got the Rhine River there and um, I think it's called the Rhine River. I'm just calling it that. Why would you call it the Rhine River cruise and not actually be on the Rhine River? Maybe it's a, a thematic thing.
0: I think it is. Cause I'm pretty sure that's a river in Germany.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. So maybe it's not the Rhine River probably isn't, but uh, you do get to take like a boat and just kind of go through the river and, and check out the park by boat, which is uh, not something you get to do very often. And then there is a mock it's called mock tower drop tower, which is kind of their main, Thrill attraction. And then there is a, there's a water park. I don't know if it's connected or nearby. I don't know if you can look that up for me and kind of try to figure that out. Um, you know, we're not really water park guides, but when I look, it's like, Hey, this is actually a pretty good water park. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know this, but in 2023, they're adding a riptide race, which is, it's going to be like a, it's not a, um, a, a, Water coaster. Nope. Water coaster? Yeah. Yeah, it's a water coaster. It's not a water coaster, but what I'm thinking about is a water coaster. It's a dueling coaster where you you board at the top, you drop off the slide, and then there's dueling elements, kind of racing elements throughout, which looks like a pretty cool attraction. They then have a raft slide called Big Daddy's Falls. Big Daddy Falls, which is a... I don't know if it's any good, but that's a great name.
0: Shout out to I Big can, Daddy. I can see on them so they ha- on their site they have both the normal map and the Halloween map. The normal map doesn't like list any like coming next year things, but the Halloween map like shows where Dark Coaster will be. But I'm not. I don't. I don't think the water park's on here. I feel like it's not attached.
1: Hmm. Anyway,
0: you got yeah, listeners,
1: know. hey man, you can you can Google search that. We know you're not here for the water park. Get on Google and look at it. Got it.
0: Just Google that shit.
1: <laughs> and then uh, you also have the cutback water coaster. So it is a water coaster. Debating with myself there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at that, and you got some other water slides that are I'm not mentioning, but also look about as good as these these water slides. So if you're you're looking for a way to extend your day in Williamsburg, this is the way to do it. All right. Uh, You want to talk about food? I feel like I've been talking for a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I got my little list here. Uh, Let me kick this up. They have some pretty – like the – shout out to them because – uh, you know, you don't. They don't really have pictures of the food on their main like food page. They have pictures of the restaurants themselves. And I've never been. This park looks themed, excellent. I was talking to Road before the show, and it looks like it's an, an a, a park that is like Silver City Disney level immersive in their theme. And I'm super psyched about that for whenever I might get to go. So, um, I will lead off with the Brow House. I'm butchering pronunciation, so just deal with it. Uh, (laughs) The Brauhaus House craft beer room. uh, There's a handful of places to get your adult beverage on. The Brauhaus House carries 30 rotating craft beers all on draft daily. I don't know. I don't think I saw they had food here, but. uh, Who needs it? They got
1: chips, jumbo pretzels, German meatballs, and a Reuben sandwich.
0: There you go. Or drink on an empty stomach—that never harmed anybody. Or <laughs> uh, we'll follow that up with some actual food. Uh, the Trappers Smokehouse—they've got ribs, brisket, chicken, and more. I'd be down for that. that. That'd probably be an end of day thing. I think that that sounds all pretty heavy.
1: I wish they would um, just call it the Trap House Smokehouse. That'd be kind of cool.
0: <laughs> or just just the Trap House the
1: drive house I don't know if that would fit the um, you know, the theme of that area
0: yeah but they sell lean there so <laughs> that's what's up uh, alright uh, and then on to Dust Festhouse they've got German food if the name didn't give it away as well as pizza sandwiches and they've actually got some live entertainment for you to enjoy your food with so I'd be interested in, that probably be a good lunch spot?
1: I, um and just kind of a fun fact here. I, I had, uh back when I worked at six flags over Georgia, I talked to the park president about going to Bush gardens, Williamsburg. And he was like, if you go, make sure you check out the dots fest house. It's amazing. <laughs> like he loved the dots fest house. <laughs>
0: so I'm guessing you've not been yet. Uh, I forgot to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Nailed it. So we'll we'll just have to go together and nail it the first time. Yeah, I like or, that. Well, I guess your second time. But anyway, uh, next on the list. Uh, I mean, everywhere else on the East Coast has a fucking fry place. Why not Bush Gardens? <laughs> Why not? Uh, they've got, and I, I'm going to be busting out my high school French education when I say this: "Les frites." Le frites, which is, which is French for the fries. So it's French fries with a variety of toppings. It was a pretty simplified menu, but if you want some fries with toppings, this is your place. And they looked pretty good.
1: It does so. look fire. It, it doesn't I mean I don't think it is poutine, but like is it poutine? Is it?
0: Uh that's tough to say. Uh I would probably if gravy's not involved, I would say no. Okay, fair enough. Otherwise, it's just loaded fries. (laughs) There you go. So definitely some loaded fries going on here. All right. And then we'll round out the list. Uh, Kind of went for variety here. Uh, They've got Marco Polo's Marketplace, which carries a variety of Italian, Mediterranean, and Asian options. Uh, And I looked at their menu. And this just may be a me thing. When somebody says Mediterranean, my brain defaults to Greek. Yeah, me too. So, and you know, Italy is kind of in that Mediterranean area. This is true, but the menu pretty much strictly looks like I was looking for like a euro or something. Yeah, it it's just pizza, chicken parmesan, spaghetti, meatball sub, Italian, <laughs> and then Mongolian beef or chicken, orange chicken, veggie lo mein, and a variety of salads. Covers your Asian. <laughs> That's all their entrees.
1: Is uh, is Mediterranean even Asian? Say it again. Uh, uh, oh, I guess it is Italian Mediterranean. I guess you're saying.
0: That's yeah. Amazing. So, but I was looking for like a year or something to fulfill that Mediterranean listing, uh, the billing they've got on their site, and I looked around at the rest of the menu. Nothing's Mediterranean. Yeah, unless they're uh calling up chicken nuggets and they're they got a little bit of that cavender's greek seasoning on it but <laughs> like uh, can, can
1: even any of these uh, is there like a greek pizza is that what, or
0: it could yeah. be but it just says artisan pizza so it very well could be items but as far as face value I just I I kind of found that funny personally. So
1: now um maybe they have a mediterranean salad too a variety of salads. Mediterranean salad makes sense Uh, I did eat here by the way and I I think I had the chicken parmesan and it was good
0: yeah well so uh, another thing that confused me and I you know I had some of these other places pulled up they all have a picture at the top as a backdrop to their name the backdrop to Marco Polo's marketplace looks like a prime (laughs) rib or something and that's not on their menu it's
1: true mashed potatoes prime ribs squash and like potatoes
0: well and I, I looked around at the other ones all of them had different pictures that actually looked like they had something to do but this it was it was just like a picture of a beef and like they've got Mongolian beef but that doesn't look like Mongolian beef to me
1: whoever did so. those pictures is like shut the fuck up Jeff man it's just <laughs> look it, it was a good picture mm-hmm. right this, this this restaurant has no identity Jeff like they,
0: thought, they thought nobody would notice but I noticed
1: <laughs> you did <laughs> I'm proud of you for that too because it is way yeah. off
0: yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Oh, that cool. that rounds out the food for bush gardens. Excellent.
1: I do want to highlight the uh special events real quick too, because there there's some like uh if I were to give like Seaworld any credit, coming out of like the pandemic, they like leaned into events and they made it like a year round thing. Which if I was a local to this park, I think I would be coming to all of these events. Um honestly what I look for in my local park. It is like, are you going to have events that bring me back? Because that's more important to me than like a new coaster every few years. But anyway, you've got, um, I'll I'll just kind of go through the whole list of 2023 events here. Uh, they start off the year, January 27th through February 26th. Mardi Gras, which is a great way to extend your year, have a Mardi Gras event, make it happen. And then they do have a St. Patrick's day celebration. They do like, um, a kid's weekend, which, you know, if you're not a kid, probably not very exciting. But then they follow that up with a food and wine festival. That's always going to be a good choice, Jeff.
0: Yeah, you'll sell me on that. Where We're catching uh, the tail end of it when we go to Disney in November.
1: Good. I mean, I'm sure it's not Disney quality, but I like guess I think any type of sampling card where you have like a food-focused park is going to be good. So absolutely, Bush Gardens for that one. You got a summer celebration, which is like their generic, we're busy, uh, here's some extra shows event. <laughs> You've got the Beer Fest, also sounds very appealing, uh, kind of August through early September. And then you have their Halla Scream, which sounds like it could be a decent event. And then during the daytime, they do the they Counts Spectacular, leaning into Sesame Street. And then they also do have a Christmas Town. So when you're looking, you got. Nine events here pretty much throughout the entire year. So, um, really, when you're talking about some of the best event parks, none of these events like scream like you want to go and like have to go to this event in particular. But when you look at the whole package, like they're doing a good thing here,
0: yeah. And they're they're uh like this, they've got their their scare like the Halloween scary stuff, but they've also got uh apologies if you said it already but they've got the count spectacular, which is more kid themed and they do have some trick-or-treating and lots of other events that so looks like it'd be real cool if you got little ones
1: yeah for sure that's Bush gardens williamsburg big part of that name is williamsburg colonial williamsburg tourist trap party in virginia and um you know when you talk about some of the destination travel areas williamsburg pops into people's heads so Excited to hear, Jeff, what you have for food and drink in the area attractions of Williamsburg.
0: Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, Leading off with the food and drink, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I went... Oh, no, this is pretty split. Uh, So, leading off, we've got... uh, And I will say in advance, um, and we'll get to more of it when I talk about the area attractions, but it was actually kind of difficult to find reasonably priced food here uh at least for the list i was looking through and stuff because it is such a tourist area um you know there's a lot of historical uh places to visit nearby so they're gonna they're gonna sucker everybody they can uh so i try to steer us towards as reasonable as possible this first option is probably the least reasonable of them but (laughs) i feel like if you're on the east coast you should try and get seafood at least once. So I'm going to lead off with the fat tuna grill. They've got a variety of seafood options. Uh like I said, slightly higher prices, but cheap seafood isn't good seafood or at least rarely is. So, uh yep. you know, keep that in mind.
1: And even so, when we're looking at like the menu here, the surf and turf is $40, which is still like reasonable. Right? It's surf and turf.
0: for Yeah, for that kind of a meal, but like if you get towards like the the more normal stuff like a uh, uh, let's see here. The I'm looking for something reasonably priced.
1: <laughs> uh, Hard to find.
0: The, uh, the The crab ravioli, actually, I would probably get that. Uh, oh, $21. Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty one dollars. Yeah, that's pretty so, high.
1: <laughs> you you got a good point here.
0: Yeah. So definitely above average. This would be a one off. Uh, you know, if you if you really want to keep it budget, you can order off the appetizer menu because they do have chicken wings for twelve bucks. <laughs>
1: But yeah, you, you, so, if you get a side with it, you're uh, kind of amping it up to about the the price of uh, some of the cheaper stuff anyway.
0: Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, it's kind of going to be, I imagine, the normal going forward and even worse from what I understand it because the cost of food are rising mm-hmm. continuously. So this, this you know, we revisit in this, we, re- I can't say that. We revisit this in a year, and suddenly we'll be like, "I miss those prices." <laughs> yeah,
1: oh. probably so. And like, uh, you are right on the fucking ocean here, pretty much. So there's going to be some fresh seafood. I mean, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, and I will say, I was looking look, after, right after I said the chicken wings. I didn't look at it last night when I put, or two nights ago when I put it on the list. But they do have options for their chicken wings. You can either get buffalo wings, or mm-hmm. they have you can get them tossed in Old Bay butter. Which actually I would probably do because I bet that's pretty good, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, when in Williamsburg, Uh, anyway, that's the Fat Tuna Grill. Uh, Next on my list, we've got Craft Thirty-One. Got a couple beer-centric options here. Uh, Craft Thirty-One carries a high volume of craft beers at their bar. And actually a pretty delicious looking menu uh, of oh, food to support it. Um, they've got some, they're, they're kind of all over the map and what they've got. They've got pizza, they've got seafood, other, other stuff as well. Um, and they've got some desserts too, if you're really feeling it, but uh, it just looks like a cool place and a, and a good opportunity to try some beers that you may not have before. Get some new favorites.
1: Yeah. This looks like a sexy menu, of like a really good bar. And it has like wings yeah. It has the the chili and like, Hey, we're also on the East coast. Here's some chowder. Here is, you know, a raw oyster bar. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, definitely want to check this place out for sure.
0: So this would be one, like if we went to visit, it's kind of tied for me between craft 31 and this other one, uh, uh precarious beer or precarious beer project or precarious beer company. I, I saw it listed as multiple different ways. But if you want to look it up, it's just precariousbeer.com. If precarious is normally in your vocabulary, you know how to spell it. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to try. Similar to Craft 31, great food menu to accompany a sweet beer menu. Um, They're a bit more colorful and look like they're probably a little more casual than Craft 31. Mm -hmm. Uh, To add to that uh, feel, they've got lots of games like air hockey and pinball that you can play while you're out with your friends.
1: Dude, there's no way I'm not um, picking Craft Thirty One. This is amazing.
0: The,
1: the 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 menu just keeps going. You got pizza, you got chili, you've got wings, and when you get to the dessert, they actually have they have deep fried Oreos. Are you right? kidding me? That's amazing. Like you're at a fair. Yeah. Uh, and, and those craft beers like lock this place in. Right. We should be sponsored by Craft Thirty One.
0: I'm reaching out to them. All right. Well we've we've touched on craft free one touched on precarious beer. Uh fourth entry on the list we've got is Paul's Deli and Neighborhood Restaurant. Paul's like I do like I I can go I feel like I could spend all night talking about their menu because they've got literally like fucking everything. Uh like they are open the regular hours, uh basically Monday through Thursday are ten thirty AM to twelve AM. Then it expands out on the weekends. They're open till 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Sundays, they kind of condense back to that Monday to Thursday. With, oh, starting a little earlier to get your breakfast on, but I mean, I don't know if you popped in there to look over the map, but they've got segments for appetizers, uh, pizzas, is Greek specialties, spaghetti and Italian specialties, burgers and sandwiches, soups and salads, subs, side orders, seafood dinners. That is a huge ass menu.
1: Yeah, this is like hand-in-hand hand with the the place you just talked about. This place also looks amazing. <laughs> like, right. why is Williamsburg so good with food? What's going on here? Right.
0: Now, I, as far as prices go, I don't know, because they didn't really list those on their site. I'm sure in a different menu format they might. But, I mean, it looks like it's probably a place that's going to be pretty reasonable.
1: Uh, if, you, if you click on the plus sign on the website, um, like they've got like the fries. Or sorry, the pizza. I was looking at fries when I said that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh like a small pizza is gonna be like fifteen forty
0: nine. okay they do on that one because i was looking I, I expanded a couple of the other ones and it didn't didn't yeah, show me price it's
1: very it was, hit or miss it, it yeah, tells you how weird. much extra cheese is or extra toppings horrific but not the mini price <laughs> Would you, right. is that is that usually a sign that it's going to be expensive
0: I you know generally I find that but this like just kind of the type of menu and looking at the place it doesn't really like the let me look at the pizza prices again uh that's for a full pizza that's not that bad like the emos here charges more for their full pizzas so yeah um I'm one of the I I, I know emos is a divisive topic I don't know if you ever had emos pizza but I love pizza, So. I have I'm and I, gonna, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand for emo's every day. So uh, that's okay. We're we, we're very two unique individuals. We aren't going to like the same things all the time. I uh, accept mm-hmm. your wrong opinion. Second. <laughs> <Suck it. laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's Paul's Deli and Neighborhood Restaurant. And I'm going to round out the list with the Capital Pancake House, which is going to be where you're going to hit up for breakfast or brunch. They've got lunch too, but you know, this is where you're. you're, you're you want pancakes? Uh, they've got lots of other breakfast favorites, but
1: the the mimosa game is out of control. It's it's fucking yeah. out of control. They've got a whole they page have, of
0: mimosas. There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole page, which brings us brings us back to story. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show before, but when we went to Magic Mountain, we hit up the uh, Marie Calendar's restaurant that was right outside the park before it closed. Rest in peace. Uh, and we had the breakfast buffet, and nobody. Except it- for me noticed that mimosas were included in the brunch. It was brunch buffet, sorry. And nobody but me noticed that those were included, so nobody thought they could get one. And then at the end, they found out they could and They all blamed me.
1: And it would have been more than one. It was like, oh, you could drink mimosas. I was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah,
0: bottomless ones. Yeah, my, my bad guys.
1: We, we really could have flew into Six Flags there. It's probably best we didn't, but
0: we could have. Yeah, that's a big part to be. I mean, we were already stopping at the bathrooms every 10 minutes anyway. But...
1: <laughs> Might as well keep it going.
0: Yeah, I guess. Anyway, yeah, that rounds out the food and drink options for Williamsburg. This looks like a fantastic city to eat in. Uh, so long as you can find somewhere reasonably priced, um, and do look because they're out there. You yeah. don't have to to suffer the tourist prices just because all these people s- say that it's good. So, I would
1: highly endorse everything you just said. With
0: uh, yeah, all, all those restaurants yeah. it looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say I had to probably this of, of all the cities we visited uh, that I probably had to work the hardest to uh, find places here because I, I didn't want to settle for sending everybody to $25 meal places mm. with every listing. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, what, what about anyway, any attractions in, uh, in Williamsburg? I, I know it's yeah, about to is, get real colonial, right? Is that, is that kind of
0: what yeah, it's all about? There's a buttload to do in Williamsburg. Uh, We'll kick it off with colonial Williamsburg Uh, visit an area frozen in time, particularly the dawn of the country. It's one of those places where you go and they've maintained buildings from the era really well. And everybody that works there is in costume and speaks as if they never left the year (laughs) that is meant to be focused on. Uh, It looks really, really cool and very pretty. And I imagine you will learn a lot by going, um, Colonial Williamsburg, and I'm sure it's very, very popular. I don't know if you have to like make reservations or anything, but uh, that if you are interested in doing that, I would probably learn about as much of, of that as you can before you head down there or over there, depending on where you are in the country. Up there, down there, over there, to the whatever. right, whatever, whatever it yeah. is,
1: <laughs> to the right oh, of down maybe the street in the ocean. But who knows? Yeah, right. if you're a if you're a lobster motherfucker, um, uh, look it up
0: true anyway next on the list we've got historic jamestown the original site of the first permanent english settlement in america then there is active archaeology occurring uh, (laughs) when you visit Uh, so you may see artifacts of the 1700s and prior unearthed which is pretty fucking cool
1: wait is this are, are people sleeping on jamestown it's like you go for no colonial idea. Williamsburg, but Jamestown is what you study in school.
0: Right. I right. was going to say, actually, I had not really thought of Jamestown since like a high school social studies class. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see it pop up again. And actually, I'm kind of like now in a place in my life where that'd be cool to do. I well, forget I have like here as much as a teenager. I forgot like
1: traveling out to the East Coast. It's like, oh shit, this country is kind of historic. Us Midwesterners are just like, oh, it's fucking McDonald's and. You know, it was a it was a building in the 1920s that was built here. But
0: now I can't camp. remember if it's in Blue Springs or Independence. There's something around here called Missouri Town that was that like the 1800s. It's like they've they've maintained some houses and stuff from the 1800s. We went on a field trip there when I was in elementary school. I don't know if, even if it's still active. Yeah, um, but it it was super cool. That's like what popped in my head when I was talking about Colonial Williamsburg because I had been to something locally like that. So.
1: It's in my city, Lee Summit.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. I didn't think Lee Summit. I thought for whatever reason in my head it was in Blue Springs.
1: I'm gonna flip shit if it's right by my house.
0: So it's is it oh, still operating um, then?
1: Okay. It's out by Lake Jacoma. So it is it is pretty close to Blue Springs Independence Area. Oh, uh, okay. It's in that weird section where that's all right there. Like there's like a triangle of like all those cities are right there. Lake Gacoma. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's like the the big lake. Um kind of in that Tri City area for UKC locals. It shows gotcha. closed, but it's still. Um, I think it's closed right now because it's seven forty at night.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. There's probably not too much happening. Uh, it's real. Except it's it's except a place except for by lantern light. So it's. I'm I'm actually pretty glad that it's still still doing its thing. I kind of want to go now.
1: You want to go to yeah. Missouri Town one day?
0: Let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Alright, uh, on to the next. I kind of I didn't want to make this entirely a historic list, uh, so I got a couple other options and I'll round out with a semi-historic thing. Uh, kind of circling back to the park front, uh, if you need your water park, itch Scratch Water Country USA. It's got slides and pools and Lazy River and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and water coasters and shit. Dual coasters. Yeah.
1: So I don't think it is a part of uh, Busch Gardens Williamsburg, but right it's close uh that's what yeah. we're gonna that's what we're gonna decide on without actually looking it up
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's i mean well and it didn't I, as far as i remember looking at the maps there was no mention of it on there like no entrance water country or whatever yeah so I um I, I really hate including a place like this but uh, there's an area called merchant square that looks like a pretty fancy shopping area so if you have a desire to shop get local souvenirs whatever
1: there
0: you go i do love a good souvenir yeah and then i'm gonna round out this list uh there apparently appears to be a pretty big uh paranormal community in the area <laughs> no way <laughs> so they've like there were several listings but this appeared to be kind of the most catering like the like a sampler uh the williamsburg east ghost tour oh wow um you can get uh, a sampling of areas where activity paranormal activity was detected, uh, including what is considered the most haunted location in the city, the Peyton Randolph House. There was a lot of stuff, but it, it looked really cool. Uh, but like apparently there's like a bunch of pictures and stuff where people got like paranormal things happening and you go and visit those areas and whatever. I, I think that'd be cool to do, just as an like it's entertaining if nothing else even believe <laughs> yeah. or not believe um you know it's it's just cool i think yeah because uh, you're uh, visiting historic stuff anyway
1: yeah i didn't i guess historic stuff comes hand in hand with paranormal shit and yeah think that
0: pretty pretty typically i would say but yeah that rounds out the list of uh things i picked out to do in williamsburg well there you have it you got williamsburg
1: we talked about bush gardens williamsburg which is one of your bucket list parks i think talking about it even more i don't know i think it uh it bumps up in my list of uh, time to get back for sure yeah. um yeah but as far as the next stop of the road trip we're we're kind of in an interesting place where it's like there's some stuff in myrtle beach but there's not enough stuff for an actual show now if hard rock park was still there we could talk about it yeah. um we can still talk about it
0: just a little do we just here pretend it was, like we're in what it was and left? <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, drive by it, and it was because I visited Myrtle last year, and yeah, uh, saw the park from the from the highway, and it was in horrid shape.
1: I bet. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about Myrtle Beach, and then we'll also dip into Carowind. So you're kind of looking at a potential mega show here, but um, you guys survive the East Coast with us. This will be a fucking (laughs) cakewalk compared to what we're doing on the east coast. So, right, Uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. It's about Uh, time.
0: It's about time we're going to a park. I've been to. It's been several shows since. So,
1: almost like two years or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Excellent. And then, um, yeah, when you say it like that, (laughs) I think it has been that long. Um, but yeah, if you yeah, check out the podcast, if you're uh, this far into the show, we appreciate the hell out of you. You are a uh, a super fan. We love you. For some reason, you sh- you should you probably following us on all of our uh, all of our uh, social medias. If you make it this far in the show, you're a true fan. So you can check it out on solo.to slash coaster Cuzzies for that, and that's gonna be a good time. Hey, Jeff, man, we're getting suspiciously close to. Uh, our one hundredth episode. I just want to point that out.
0: Um,
1: this is episode ninety five, so we're five away from the big one hundred. And um, you know, I think we're gonna have uh, Something special planned.
0: My body is ready.
1: Yeah, you get to stretching, baby, because it's um mm-hmm. something I don't think a lot of you guys are expecting. So uh, we got about five episodes to get there, and um, I don't know i'm pretty excited
0: time to limber up and lube up or whatever
1: maybe just limber you don't probably don't need a lube for this one but um (laughs) maybe just stretch
0: yeah (laughs) maybe just yeah i'll just i'll just stretch (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe just eat some panda express
0: and stretch a little bit sorry i was thinking about the reverse cowgirl coaster again
1: don't i mean I'm, i'm still sweating at the thought of it right well anyway anyway uh, in the show here. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, new for 2023 at Cedar Point.
0: The Cowgirl Fester. I was got to go with where TTD was. <laughs> oh, poor Tony Clark. What if they just what if they keep the top show dragster like in place replace the train and it's just fucking... Rattle coaster to get launched backwards.
1: <laughs> You're literally just riding the phallic tower backwards in
0: Cowgirl. <laughs>